0: Greetings! I'm glad you're back to tune into this podcast for more of my works. Today, I decided to change the name of this podcast to The Writer. So from here on out, this podcast will no longer be known as The Works of Griffin, but The Writer instead. Sorry if there is any confusion, I just realized this was a better name. Anyways, this week we've only got two poems. But that's only because we have our first story as well. Yes, that's right, today you will get to hear a story that I have written, or part of one at least. In the poems, you'll get to hear about a curse that everyone has, and also how my mind thinks it's 600 years old. Then in part one of the story, you'll hear about a mysterious box left by a cloaked figure. So before I lose any more listeners, welcome to The Writer. Okay, after that long introduction, let's just jump right in. This poem is about how life has cursed every human in the sense that we all have our mistakes, horrors, and doubts, even if they aren't the same as other people's. Perhaps each person has just as many, but they're all different in some way. In any case, I present Life's Curse. Just like every life, each human's pain is equal. From jagged word to jagged knife, every problem is a sequel. We all have it just as tough, when you think on it long and hard. Life is really rough, and every person is scarred. All throughout history, humans have suffered life's curse, the one that takes sad and goes from bad to worse. It seems those who are the happiest have the most to hide, because life's curse exempts no one, and bad news comes in like the tide all right that was a bit of a downer but a quality choice of words all the same next we have the second and last poem for the episode i wrote this at like three o'clock in the morning and this idea just kind of popped into my head so i ran with it this doesn't really have a deeper meaning it's just interesting this poem is called, My Mind is Medieval. I wanted to write something. Was it a poem, a song, or a note? Or was it simply something that needed to be spilled onto the page? Eh, we'll just agree on one of those, because one of those will ride through the smoke in my mind with a sword in hand, and chainmail from head to toe. But as this shining knight glides through my smog-filled mind, he coughs for blackened lungs. Lungs that have long been destroyed by fires made from small, doubt-ridden, and half-cocked ideas that had never pierced my skull and spilled like milk onto a perfectly plain piece of paper. Ideas that had just spied from the forests, hidden as pieces of wood and chunks of trees, just waiting to be cut down. Because my mind is full of these castles, knights, and fires, apparently my brain is medieval, wants to believe its ideas are 500 plus years old. But in truth, these writings come from now. So, the moment you've been waiting two weeks for, part one of the story. The story is called The Box. Kane was sitting on his train, heading from Denver to Colorado Springs, He took this route every day to get to his job at the Pikes Peak Library. Little did he know, this ride would change his life forever. As he sat there, he was reading the last few pages of the Harry Potter series for the third time. But all of a sudden, a strange hooded man seemed to appear out of nowhere and sat next to him. This man smiled like he didn't know what a shower was, and his hand looked shriveled and cracked. Cain pretended like he didn't notice him but the stench distracted him. Just as he was about to get up to move, the man rose to his feet in a strangely quick manner. And as he strode off, Kane noticed that he was wearing a solid black cloak filled with what looked like a person skinny enough to be a skeleton. The man exited the door, leading to fresh air between the train cars. Just as he got outside, he whisked himself to stand sideways and stepped off the speeding train. Cain gasped and looked around his train car, but nobody seemed to even notice the hooded man was there in the first place, much less that he jumped off a rapidly moving train. In fact, everyone was so oblivious to this cloaked figure that they didn't even look up from their activities to see who let out the audible gasp. Maybe I'm seeing things, Cain thought to himself. However, as he went back to the magical depths of the wizarding world, He jumped in his seat as he noticed a small cardboard box right where the man had sat down. On it was writing that he couldn't see without picking it up and looking closer, and as he reached down to do so, he wondered if that cloaked man would come back for it, that he'd only left for a few minutes. But after realizing that nobody could have survived that jump from the train, he decided to pick it up after all, carefully and slowly. He put his hands on either side of the cardboard and lifted the writing up to his eyes. The box was quite light and probably only weighed a pound and a half. But there, written in tiny letters on a note card taped to the top, was the following two words: "For Kane, Horrified Kane dropped the box in his lap with his mouth open, and as it hit his legs, the box let out a series of loud chirps and started shaking violently. This seems to get everyone's attention, and all of the eyes of the car's inhabitants were fixed on him as he wrestled the box into his coat. As he finally got whatever was in the box to calm down, he zipped up his coat, panting. He looked up to find everyone staring at him. What's in your box there, son? asked an older man across the aisle. Oh, that? <laughs> That's just my, uh... uh his eyes darted around the train car in search of an answer. And he found it on a sticker of a tiki head on a little boy's lunchbox. It's my hamster! I just forgot to bring its cage today, Kane answered quickly. Really? exclaimed the little boy with the tiki sticker lunchbox. Can I see? Can I see? The little boy raced over to Kane and looked up at him intently. And as Kane looked up to locate the boy's mother, hopefully just about to scold him, all he found was the entire train car looking at him attentively as well. Um, sure, Kane said uncomfortably. Let me get him out. As Kane slowly unzipped his coat and took out the box, he realized its openings were wrapped in clear packing tape. Does anyone have scissors or a knife I can borrow? Kane asked uncertainly, hoping the answer was no. But, of course, the little boy was already opening his little lunch box and taking out a small pair of child scissors. Are these good? he asked. Yeah, these are just fine, Kane replied uneasily. He took the scissors from the boy, cut the tape, and slowly opened the box so everyone, including himself, could see its contents. And inside was definitely not a hamster be continued. Alrighty, so that was part one of the first story of this podcast. Please be sure to tune in next week for part two of The Box, and also two more poems. Thank you all for taking the time to listen, and I'll see you next week, right here on The Writer.